Oh, we ever, uh, welcome to, welcome to Applebee's, may I take your order? Um. Hi! Hi, I was Hi, I'm, I'm, I'm tr- I'd like to try the cherry pie. We don't got apple, uh, we don't got that at Applebee's. We have chicken and tender and chicken sandwich and I see chicken. why it's not called apple pie bees. <laughs> apple. <laughs> apple apple be making some pies yeah <laughs> yeah man you know i've been working here at this Applebee's for 50 years and i you know i love it when the little children come in because i i feel like i have so much knowledge that i could share with the little ma'am thank you for bringing your son in here how old are you son hello i'm i'm a boy I'm six. Well, you know, six is around that age when you start realizing that there are a lot of pretty girls around. And, uh, mm-hmm. you gotta, you That's gotta what get, I think about. Excuse me, ma'am. I'm talking to your son. Uh, and you got to start thinking about how you're going you're gonna to make more people. You understand what I'm saying? I've, I've, every child that comes into the Applebee's that sits in my section, I tell them, I tell them about the birds and bees. So you're six years old, so you're about ready to start getting pussy First soon. the Applebee's. <laughs> so I started getting pussy in Arkansas about eight years old, so you're about two years behind me. Um, what are you drinking there, Thomas? Uh, this is um, it's a classic BL situation. Man, I hey, check it out. We're repping it. Oh, we're repping. Uh, hey, yeah. you know what I noticed just now? These cans are manufactured by the same company that makes mason jars. I did not Ball. know that. Ball. Oh, yeah, they make all that shit. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really discouraging to me as a an aspiring beverage container entrepreneur to know that the market really uh, is pretty captured overall. You know, as a as a young man growing up, you th- you grow up, and people tell you you can be anything, you can be anything you want, and you know how you've probably seen the mason jar before, right? Mm, yeah, a couple times. Yeah, I used to dream growing up that it was called the Thomas jar, <laughs> and it was um, embroidered or whatever with right <laughs> with my name Thomas instead of Mason. Right. Cause I knew Mason growing up, and he had all that jar money just walking around, pockets loaded. Mm-hmm. You know, he kept all his money in Mason jars, and um, a lot of times he would he would come in late to class. Mm-hmm. Teacher would say, "Where you been, Mason?" He'd grab a big gold Mason jar, open it up, and grab a hundred dollar bill out of it, hand it to the teacher, then mark him present, and then he'd leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's the kind of power you can have when you got you got your own kind of jar. I uh, I feel like everybody. Did you actually know a mason growing up? I, d- I knew a couple. I think they're not good kids. I feel like it's like naming your kid Gunner. Like it doesn't. You're just kind of the only mason I knew. Um, we were sitting in pre-algebra in eighth grade, and. Uh, this was around the era of like tapping your friends in the nutsack as like a gag. Um, but Mason, his, his idea of violent fun, I, I don't know what he's doing now. I pray to God that he found religion or something. Uh, I was just sitting there, man, like taking notes and he reaches over and stabs me in the hand with a pin and he's like, got your ass. (laughs) Just like, Oh, I got you, bro. And I got, I was like bleeding and I was like, um, you got yeah you got you got me I guess it was one of those things it's like I, you do, I don't he wasn't a big kid so it wasn't like oh I don't want to get into a fight situation but there are some there are some people who are born with that like serial killer energy like you run into a guy and you're like I feel there's just this I get the sense from the you could eat me and it wouldn't bother you like you could skin me or make me wear women's underwear or whatever I kind of had that feeling when you and me first met you know yeah Um, yeah, you should (laughs) (laughs) no I you know 
I gotta say, I'd much rather have somebody force me to wear women's underwear than eat me. <laughs> I'd say, in terms of the things that can happen to me, you know, I think to eat me, you gotta have, you gotta have weapons for sure. But right, right, right. I'd put on a bra for like twenty bucks. Yeah, I think I. I mean, you know, because it would be, it would be. You know, you just put it on. I'd say, I th- you know, putting on the 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 bottom part. You know, I'd rather people not see my my nuts and my wiener. That would be the main hold up there. They should make thongs, but that that they they contain your nuts and dick because they look comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's that's definitely a thing. You think so? Like, I, I mean, oh, I guess there's a strap. Whole, yeah, but that's not underwear. And you like, got it, banana hammocks or whatever. I mean, there's. Yeah. Whenever I walked in, there's a vape store next to a, a lingerie store, and they do have the gay guy underwear there. You know what I'm talking about? It's like it yeah, just looks it, expensive. Yeah. I don't. I've only ever worn like blown out Hanes, <laughs> like the kind that your nuts just kind of fall out of. I just never I'm really kind had of a like, bim now. I, I've got some some Calvin Kleins that I bought like three years ago. Nice, because you know I I decided it was time to step up in the game. I went to TJ Maxx. Hmm. Not to brag, I used to work there. You know, <laughs> but I went to TJ yeah, Maxx, and yeah, yeah, I, you could say I acquired some Calvin Klein underwear for yeah, like twenty bucks for probably ten pairs. Not I a need, big I, deal. I need to grow up, I think, because I'm still rocking the like. You go to Walmart and it's like fifty pairs of underwear <laughs> for like eight. The, the kind that just I guess do kind of become a g string as the day goes on. Like I it have, was funny. I remember fucking getting. I remember getting fat and thinking the underwear quality was going down rapidly because I bought <laughs> the same size and would just blow out the elastics the first day and be like, "Wow, size medium going down in quality." <laughs> I uh, I my roommate, my old roommate and friend of the show, Cameron. He uh, he never, and according to his girlfriend, he's still like this. He bought like. He would buy like a brand new Xbox or like he would get paid and like we would go out and party and, you know, drink and, and shit. And he would spend money on alcohol and food and shit. But uh, he would like come out of the shower and it, dude, his underwear would be like I'm speaking to the crowd, the choir here, I imagine listeners of the show. But like the legs of it, like the webbing for the nuts gone. It's just like gooch and dick and asshole. <laughs> And I never let my shit get that bad. He's like, man, I got a really important job interview. I'm going to be late. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you're like, you're, 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 you got dick on denim. Like, you can't show up for, like, a new chapter in your life. Like, go into an AA meeting, and he's like, ah, oh, man, I really got to get new underwear. And it's like, yeah, no, like, you, you're not going out to greet the world in, a, in, a, in an appropriate and responsible way. Like, if your penis is touching the zipper of your jeans, like, my dad never wore underwear. And I think that was one of the things that led to his ultimate downfall. <laughs> Like he just never, <laughs> like he. Uh, I I I don't know if I've talked about it and linked on the show. I probably mentioned it, but I think my my dad around. It was a question. One of the first memories I have, questions I ever asked him. I think like probably like ten or eleven. My dad only ever wore like long johns that you'd wear if you're like doing timber work <laughs> and like anchorage. Like if you're a lumberman in the winter, yeah, yeah, or he didn't wear anything at all, nothing, and so all and he, and he was really he was a real big fan of like the John Cena denim jorts that are almost capris, so he would just walk around everywhere in the base of his dick is, and his like his pubes are out, and I was like, why don't you wear underwear? And he's like, I don't like them; it's not comfortable for me. And I'm like, well, I mean, you know, the the top of your 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 penis bone shows where at target my mom would get onto him and he's like i you know it's just who gives a shit you know people can look if they want and i'm like i don't think people want to i think (laughs) i think think that's the entire issue here yeah (laughs) yeah i think you're a big pot like a big beer bellied like shit kicker guy in capris and like like blown out and one shoes and I think the top of your penis is showing under your Tommy Bahama shirt. <laughs> and uh, you are speaking really loudly and authoritatively in this Target about how the boys section used to be more manly. <laughs> and now there's way too many skinny jeans in here. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if you really... That's another thing we can add to the list of ways, easy ways to get your life together. I bought, I do have one pair of the jockey underwear. They're like real high quality. They kind of hug your shit. I guess kind of like yeah, yeah. Calvin Klein. And they, when I wear them, I do kind of feel like my life is improving a little bit. It's funny how that works. Like, I can't, I'm not trying to, to generalize here, but I feel like when women want to make their lives better, they like get into like soul cycle. Or they do start doing like hot yoga, but like for men, it's much easier. You just need to buy something nice, but like yeah, like, not, a, like a bath mat. It's yeah, yeah, like like a like one nice pair. I mean, I guess women do retail therapy too. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I feel like they go overboard with it. Like yeah, a bath mat or like just putting in new doorknobs. Like it'll change your like it'll change your whole life, or like a pair of underwear where your nuts like don't get pinched in the zipper. Or like a nice pair of socks. Like I don't I don't know. I could be way off on this one. But I do I do think there's something to the idea of being at your lowest point, the fattest and brokest and gayest and dumbest you've ever been. And then you get like a nice pair of boots. <laughs> and and yeah, I was thinking today I haven't worn a pair of no show socks since I was a little kid. And I was thinking about getting a pair of no show socks. I don't know how much they cost. Those were like, if you had tube socks, like if you had big socks, I, in junior high and in high school, I guess, if you wore like long socks, you were a loser. Like you were, like you were in the same category as like kids that wore like Deadpool, like autistic kids that like yeah, I ran wore, in the I wore stupid shit though. <laughs> I wore like flash, I wore like flash t-shirts and like Batman t-shirts in high school. I was not like a cool kid. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that like I was either. But I, I will. I will say that the low. Like I, I did. Got, I had like four. I seriously wore like three t-shirts and just cycled those. <laughs> I I dressed like shit mostly for like attention. But I think I I begged my mom, dude, because I had like tall, the like uh like the 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 big tall black socks that you can get in packs of fifty at Walmart, like the underwear. I remember being in like seventh grade and no show socks with like the low cut vans. That was the look. And I was like, mom, I really want some like low. I would take the socks and roll them down to try to make them look like no show. But you just end up with a bunch of fucking sock like bulked yeah. up in the shoe. And uh, and she was like, son, those socks are like 20 bucks and you only get five and there's no sock. Like I don't she didn't understand. I'm like, mom, I'm trying to get pussy. <laughs> And you're yeah. really impeding this because you keep buying me like, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer tube socks, like uh, Walter White and Breaking Bad, like fucking tube socks and tidy whities. God damn, man! I fucking I started wearing I started wearing um, the the tube socks again whenever I started wearing basketball shoes a lot. Yeah, same. So like I, used, I, went, I used to collect old Reeboks and shit. And I still I actually brought a bunch over to my house because my parents are moving. So I am having to rummage through all my old shit that I never threw it away. And I found a backpack that's just like Michelob and shit. It's like five <laughs> years old. It's like my old school backpack and it's just like Smirnoff smashes and like a bottle of like a half empty bottle of gin. And stuff and that my dad fucking like my mom and dad packed into a nice backpack for me. Just stuff I had thrown around the closet, like, like the stuff that you stuff that you had bought like a week before you went to jail. <laughs> yeah, like, dude. Like, I there, there was a fucking storage like a moving storage container I found that was like fifty, like half empty cans of like. Uh, Grizzly Wintergreen. And like, <laughs> yeah, son. Yeah, yeah, like just a bunch of shit where I was like, oh, thank you for keeping this around. Yeah, yeah. My, I, it my was, I think it was just like, hey, hey son, you got to fucking deal with this on your own, which I, like, I understand. Like, I, I appreciate uh, them for, like, giving you a time capsule when from an era in your life where you were super close to killing yourself. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's like, like if like, they left a fucking, <laughs> like if they left just like a blood-stained knife in there, it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> It, Good like times. My, my mom sometimes for like nostalgia purposes will break out like like I used to have these old journals where I would like write little short stories and stuff or like 
I was I would like like uh, I really wanted to be a wrestler. So like I had all these like um, like NWO headbands and like I had like fake championship belts or whatever mm-hmm. that like we had like made and shit. And it's like, oh, you know, you loved wrestling. You wanted to be Hulk Hogan. And then your parents are like, uh, there's a bottle of Bombay in here <laughs> and an yeah. old hatchet with some shit on it. <laughs> and, uh, like, you know, there's about, I guess, a six-pack in here in between three beers and then, like, some half-drank beer. And uh, I think, I don't know if this is a suicide note or just, like, a poem. <laughs> but it is. Uh, or just like a review of Cars Two that you have in here that you wrote for some reason. Yeah, it's funny when when you think about like the last few. When I think about the, like the last couple years I lived with my parents, where it was like they they were like trying not to babysit, but I would do shit. Like I remember one time my mom walked into my room and I'd clearly been eating a cake <laughs> in there. <laughs> Like I yeah. went to Walmart at like three in the morning and I got a cake and yeah. I started eating it in my car. I was super high. Yeah. And then I brought it into my room and the next morning I like slept through my alarm and it was like eleven and she came in there and she was like, Hey, uh, you probably need to get up for work and also did you eat like two thirds of a Walmart cake last night? And I was like I was. I'm still working on it. Please don't throw it away. I still have the lemon part left. It's okay. The uh, the like, yeah. The before I moved to Austin, me, my mom, and my brother had moved in with my grandma. Our house got foreclosed on, and we were like, just like fucking, you know, really no place to go. And and uh, so I'm like living in my grandmother's guest room. And my mom is sleeping in my grandma's room with my brother. And I'm trying to go through, like, you know, I'm the first in my family to go to college. Like, I'm the first, you know, like, and but I'm also navigating, like, being 17, 18 years old with, like, my first job and, like, uh, money and, like, having my car and stuff. So, like, I'm coming home drunk and, like, really fucked up. But, like, my grandma just never really slept. And and, and almost in, like, an old, like, Vietnam veteran way. Like, but it was, instead of, like, Fox News, it was, like, the Golden Girls. Like, I would come home at 3 in the morning <laughs> thinking, like, there's no way she's, that anybody's still awake. My brother was, like, 10 at the time. And my mom worked, like, super far away and went to bed really early. And she would just be in her rocking chair, dude, like, 400 pounds with a big cup and she I think I've mentioned this before she in secret would drink diet 7 up and Jim Beam like all fu- or wild turkey all fucking day like and she'd be like oh I, can you can you go to the kitchen and just pour me in a big like waterburger like tumbler it's like just put um half 7 up in it no ice and I and I always remember being like why don't you want it filled with 7 up and she's like oh I I don't like to drink all that and it was because she would pour, like, <laughs> the other half of Jim Beam. Anyway, come home, fucking crossed as shit, and I'm, like, sneaking in, you know, and, like, I get through the door, and uh, I, like, get up to the door, and I hear, you know, thank you for being a friend, and I'm like, fuck, this bitch is awake. So I, like, open the door, and she's like, oh, hey, where you been? It's, like, 2 in the morning. And I'm like, uh, Grandma, I've... Uh, it was lying to your mom. Like at least my mom, she knew that I got into shit. So it was like, oh, I went over to my friend Johnny's place. We just got really fucked up. She's like, okay, go to bed. I'm like, all right, whatever. With your grandma, she's like, hey, like you know, <laughs> like an old Southern bitty, just like you know that it's 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 two in the morning, and and you know people typically people are sleeping, and I'm like, I I've been. Uh, you know, church is late. <laughs> They've been doing 1 a.m. service uh, at uh, at this warehouse in South Houston. <laughs> I was helping this lady across the street, and it took eight hours. She was yeah. really, she was an aunt. <laughs> so. Yeah, just yeah. like trying to like, um, 
Yeah, just trying to navigate being like, uh, like, oh, you know, uh, like, oh, you know, we're trying to find a place to party. Like, uh, Johnny's house, his parents are in town. Uh, you know, they shut down that skate park or whatever. Like, Jake, uh, you know, do you live with your grandma? I'm like, yeah. And like, oh, she probably like wouldn't even know what's going on. Right. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't think I've seen that woman close her eyes in like <laughs> 12 years. I think she's just been, you know, highly caffeinated and drunk since like 1965 or whatever. So, we can't party at Grandma's place. I remember when my uh, when my dog died. Uh, I didn't. My uh, <laughs> she uh, she just was sitting in her chair, and my mom comes home, and uh, my my this is. I think it's funny. I guess looking back, but my grandma's like. Uh, Oh, Max died. This is like the family dog. My mom's like, what? She's like, oh, yeah, he's in the backyard, just dead. <laughs> My mom was like, I, I don't understand. She's like, he went out there to pee, and I guess just decided, to, you know, just laid down to sleep. And, like, didn't think to, she just didn't call anybody. Like, didn't think. He's just like, oh, you know, dogs just go out in my backyard and die. <laughs> like, you know, they're old. Goddamn. <laughs> her, well, her approach to dogs was like she would go to the Pasadena Animal Shelter, and she would get the sickest, shakiest, like, closest to death chihuahua because she didn't want to get a puppy because she was old. But then every dog that she got, it would be like 13. It would live to be like, tw- like they would live almost another 10 years. But all they would be blind and like pissing and shitting everywhere, and, and she's like, "I got a new dog. Her name's Gracie." And then like Gracie would like kind of just crawl, <laughs> like he would hear its name, kind of like an echo of its <laughs> name, and would just like in a puddle of its own shit like crawl from the corner. <laughs> God. And, she, and she's like, "Oh, she's so spry. She, you can throw a treat at her and she'll catch it." You, she'd throw a fucking like a piece of pepperoni at it, and the dog would just kind of like. Eh. <laughs> Like, I, I don't... Her approach to dogs was, like, the same... I don't know if it's just the area that we grew up in, or maybe it's not even, like, a... It was, like, the same approach that, like, Hispanic grandmothers... Like, just get the oldest, sickest chihuahua you can, and then just feed it, like, little Debbie's cakes. <laughs> yeah. Until, like, it just, like, stops breathing, or <laughs> whatever the fuck. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Grandma. Uh, R.I.P. Grandma. Uh, hey, hey, this go, this track goes out to my grandma. Yo. She she held me down in the trenches. Um, Shout out, grandma. She would feed me fucking Stouffer's chicken pot pie. Uh, you really should be able to. You should be able to get a new grandma from a nursing home if you want. Yeah, like trade it in. Like, uh, <laughs> well, if there's one where it's like their kids never come there or whatever, you could just you can just take them home. Teach him how to ride a bike or whatever. <laughs> you know, I throw a football in the backyard. And dude, imagine, dude, imagine renting a grandpa or whatever. That'd be sick. <laughs> hey man, what's up? You're gonna take me fishing today? He's like, I don't give a fuck about fishing. I don't care about fishing. I was an accountant for 50 years. You understand? I'm I'm not a fisherman just because I'm old. You understand? I was an accountant and I was a company man. And they smacked. <laughs> Fucking kids screw me over. I I don't want to go fishing. I don't know you. Yeah, you're gonna go fishing, man, or you you can go back to fucking prison. And getting getting hopped on by those horny ass old ladies all day with their big old mud flaps in your face. You're gonna fucking go fishing, or something hey, listen, real bad's grand, gonna happen to you. My granddad was uh, sort of like a PTSD guy and never really cared about any of us. So. Uh, you seem like you give a shit about your your grandkids. I don't. I fucking can't stand them. <laughs> they put me in this fucking hell prison and uh, feed me medicine all goddamn day. I don't know what year it is. Uh, well, I, you're gonna go. You're, we're gonna go hunting. I've never been hunting. You ever hunt? I only hunt. You know, Vietnam, Vietnamese, Viet Cong guys. Well, have you ever hunted elk or deer or perhaps a rabbit? That's what we're doing today, old timer. Uh, so get off of your fucking lazy ass. We're gonna get fucked up and we're gonna go hunting. I uh I never got uh I never I don't know I got mad at my grandma a lot, uh, but I would oh her, hell no uh, hell no fuck grandma, <laughs> uh, I she would call like I I never got mad at Pecker, 
That was fine. I grew up. <laughs> the fuck is pecker? Pecker, like the term pecker, like the, for your dick. Like it, uh, I thought, I thought you meant that was a person. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Like, the fuck is pecker? No, no, no. You know, Uncle Pecker. I never, I never thought twice about it. <laughs> Pecker's the name of my grandma. We just called her. That. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, what's up, Pecker? How you doing? Thanksgiving's been lonely without you. Um. No, like just you know, like my my uncle, my dad, we like, but like tallywhacker, that was like, it was my. It's just such a nasty fucking stupid term, and uh, my grandma, she would be like, like, uh, I don't, I don't know. She'd be fucking talking, and, and she would be like, oh, I hate, I hate watching the fucking. I don't like watching them Grammys because all the all the men now they think they're women. They wear them tight pants what show their tallywhacker. And I'd be like, dude, goddamn, man, please. I would rather my grandma say cock. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they're big fucking veiny-ass cock show. I would rather her <laughs> say that than fucking tallywhacker. Because that is such... Pecker is already backwoods, dude. I mean, I guess it's not backwoods. It's just like it's a southern fucking way. Like, it, But tallywhacker is like... That is just a sign that you've been inbreeding for like fucking... Like, I don't even know where that word came from. I guess, I don't know, pecker, I, I don't know the word, the fucking, the, you know, etymology of that one neither, but tallywhacker is a nasty fuck. They're just words that, like, people are like, oh, moist. I don't like that word. It makes me, uh, you know, the stupid fucking millennial thing, but, like, tallywhacker, that's a terrible word. Not yeah. Like you know what word pisses me off? The N-word. <laughs> what? <laughs> What? Why would you even think of that word, Why Jake? That just that alarms me. That would that that would even come to mind for you. Um, oh, I was gonna say. Cr- come on, dude, spit it out, motherfucker! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! You don't tell me what to do. I'm done with your demands. You don't tell me what to do, mom. How did the How did the stand up go tonight? Dog shit. Uh, it's really bad. Uh, it's always funny to do an open mic that's just comedians in the audience. It, first of all, it was at um, it was at a, at a at one of these like coffee shops in Texas that tries to also be like a hedge like a weed store, but it's not legal here. So you go in there and it's like hazy days, like coffee brother, like you know, uh, roll up a doobie, you know, like uh, we're, we're smoking <laughs> weed in here, bro. And then because it's not legal, like all of their coffee is named like. You know, the the witch's brew. Or, like, they have, like, mushroom references, like, you know. This is called the willy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's like, oh, like, but if you smoke weed out back, like, you can go to jail. <laughs> like, it's not. Anyway, it was one of those places, and there were just, like, a lot of kids studying. And then, like, comedians... Are like in my experience, I can't, I I can't speak for everybody's, but like, if you're doing an open mic or a show and no one shows up and the audience is just mostly comics, it's basically an AA meeting. Like no one's laughing. It's very stuffy. Everybody's trying to take notes or like work on shit. And so like I go up there and I'm like, this fucking sucks, dude. This is dog shit. Like you know, like the energy's palpable in here. Like you know, everybody, you, you all just find out you got AIDS. Uh, and people were like, haha, you know, whatever. However, the guy that went up right before me, uh, there were some girls that were the only members of the audience. Uh, two, I, I found out because he was like trying to do crowd work with them, which props. They were two Mexican girls and two Asian girls. And, uh, you know, he was like, uh, I don't, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to assume in today's age, you know, you guys are. Mexican and Chinese or whatever. <laughs> and the girls, one of the girls was like, I'm Asian. And uh, so he's digging a little bit of a hole, but it's wholesome. You know, like it's not a hole that isn't funny, I guess. I'm not the comedy doctor. You could just feel that the air was getting tense, but it was still kind of a lighthearted intensity. And uh, he was like, you know, uh, whatever you guys are, you know, uh, uh, you guys got the gift, you know, it don't crack. Like, like you guys, you know, look, look good or whatever. Like, you know, look young. Like we're all a bunch of old fucking losers here. And then the hole's getting a little deeper. And then he's like, you all look 12, you know, like literally he was like, you guys look 12. Like you look great. 
<laughs> and uh and uh like everybody kind of like everybody just kind of like huh, you know and uh i guess when that happens you get a laugh and you want to like capture that moment i've done it before where like i've said something that's not funny it's just awkward and people are like huh, huh, huh. and you're like oh i gotta stay on this because here's the vein that's gonna get me like i can you know close or whatever <laughs> and he's like yeah you know you know, you guys just, you know, I'm, I'm, it's International Women's Day and y'all came out. Fucking God damn it. <laughs> just like, like watching a bunch of people that like just came to drink coffee and study. Where it's a fucking college town. Like you're there to study in, uh, for Oakham and like drink your coffee and like smoke cigarettes. And there's a guy who's like, uh, yeah, you guys look 12. That's good. <laughs> It just it, the air was thick with with this sort of like un, unnatural tension, and because the sets were so short, I don't think the guy got a chance to like get out of that. You know, like they were like yeah sets, so he was like ended with like, oh, you guys are all thirteen, you look good. Ah, fuck, that's my time. <laughs> all right, see ya. <laughs> He's like, all right, here's the setup. Man, I'd I'd come in my. And my son, if if he looked like you girls, <laughs> oh, that's my time. All right, I'll see. You. I'll see you guys. I won't be here all night. I'll never be here again, actually. But uh, I, I, my ankle monitor's beeping. I really got, <laughs> I gotta get back. I told my PO I'm trying to do this stand up thing, you know, and he said no. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, I got the show on Friday. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. We're gonna see yeah. how it goes. I'd uh, be careful, man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You know, it's a really dangerous time to be a stand-up comic. I don't know if you heard about what happened at the Oscars recently, uh, but um, uh, Will uh, Will Smith uh, slapped Chris Rock across the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just um, and I don't know if it was, you know, as they say, a, a street beef or if it was. Some words that were exchanged. I don't know what happened. Did you see Chris Rock's stand-up that he did? Like, I, I saw it. It popped up on my feed or whatever. I fucking... I watched it with the sound off, which is on on my phone, which is how stand-up comedy was designed to be consumed. <laughs> Just yeah. the closed captions on, like, a gas station TV. Yeah. I've got my phone brightness too low to entirely see the screen, and then the captioning isn't entirely accurate. So Chris, and Rock it's also is, not timed correctly. Yeah, Chris Rock is on stage and he's like, "You're just not hearing anything," and the captions are like, "I was hanging out with Oscar, and Bill came over and he and he punched me in my dick, and and then you know when Oscar Oscar was over, and man, you know the black man has got to really get his hands on." How well he's doing with the the fairness of the world and 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 everybody's woke now, and so the God, dude his. I think there's something, in the same way that like all the rock stars that didn't kill themselves or die of heroin overdoses, are just kind of like fucking losers now, like. Man, you got you got two types of black people. You got black people, and you got applause, laughter, clapping. <laughs> you got you got black people, and you've got beep laughter. <laughs> oh man, dude, I uh that bit. I don't know. I was. I'm never gonna get a chance to meet Chris Rock, but I wish that I could let him know how much racism. That bit, uh, like, let my uncle get away with. Because my uncle, like, my uncle, like, is very racist. But he also loves, like, black actors and black comedians. And he and doesn't like black music. Don't don't get him started. But, like, black comedians, he's like, hey, he, man, man, that Cat Williams gets up there, boy, and he starts saying, he, I don't know what he's saying, but I, he, he said he hates fat women, and I can kind of get behind that. But the that Chris Rock bit of like, you know, black people, whatever, dude. When that bit dropped, my uncle would go off on his tirades or whatever. And he's, you know, they just Houston used to be a good place to live. 
And then and then he would start, and we'd all be like, all right, dude, shut the fuck up, man. Like, just cut it, cut it out. He's like, Chris Rock said it. You see that Chris Rock? He went on stage and said exactly what we're all thinking. And it's like, nah, man, Chris Rock is a millionaire comedian who's also just so happens to be a black guy. So it's like, <laughs> you, you don't have any money and you're a fat white dude who lives in a trailer that's like infested with rats and stuff and you got like Confederate flag bumper stickers. I don't know if you can do his bit, but a more race, you know what I'm saying? Like a more, like there's no comedy in it. It's just cruel. It's just like, you know, if if Chris yeah, Rock your up, your uncle was saying the quiet part out loud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if Chris yeah. Rock went up there and was like, "I just don't like," like in a Texas accent, like, you know who I hate? People that look like me. <laughs> like I just I can't stand the way that they talk and uh, the way that they look. You know, just sort of their general demeanor. Yeah, I feel like Chris Rock has a lot of stuff that like could be seen like that, but I don't really think it's my. No, for nah, sure. It's not my business. It's not my place to be like, you know. No, not hey, at all. Hey, but Chris it, Rock, but I think, cut it out. I think we're well within our right to, to be like, hey, if you're a shit kicker, you don't get to like do like Patrice O'Neal bits about black people. Yeah. <laughs> but, Whether Chris Rock can do it is not my business. Whether your uncle can yeah. <laughs> yeah. is not up for debate. Yeah, no, like, um, like, like, dude, like Patrice O'Neal's whole like, you know, thing about black like black women being loud it's like all right well he's a fat black dude who you know like whatever but then like my uncle say like or just any any fucking dude i knew growing up that like that saw that chris rock special or heard about the bit through the grapevine or whatever or saw a movie with um who's the dude who's the other um chris tucker no martin lawrence like any of those Mm, martin lawrence movies where like the the central point of the movie was that like like before Medea the wholesome like nineties black some of the comedies with Martin Lawrence were like isn't it crazy how much black people love going to the movie <laughs> like the whole central point of the movie they would watch something like that and they'd be like I think if they if they joke about it I'm allowed to take the joke seriously and I'm just allowed to be way worse of a person. <laughs> Because Martin Lawrence said the N-word in Black Knight, I think I should be able to say it at Dollar General loudly and without recourse, you know, or anything sort of bad oh, happening I, to me. I wish I could have – I wish Patrice could have lived long enough to go on car, on Tucker. Dude, oh, my God. That <laughs> – I, I feel like Tucker would have brought him on thinking that Patrice is on the level because of some of his, like, his sense of humor. And then Patrice just calls him like a milk shop boy, <laughs> like he did, he calls him the F slur, like obviously, like on live television. But uh, yeah, that would have been a nice little. Oh well, he's dead due to health problems, so that'll <laughs> never happen, Jake. Yeah, unfortunately. that's why you take care of yourself so you can live to see your fullest legacy. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm in my. Uh, I'm trying to become a hundred. I think I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna become 145 pounds. I think I'm just gonna do it. I don't think I'm gonna I'm gonna get ripped by making this face all the time. I look like that Jocko Willink guy, dude. His uh, <laughs> you like I, this? Because yeah, I love it. That you, I love his content. I see so much of it because I I follow a lot of BJJ like Instagram accounts or whatever and like boxing. So you get his because of the algorithm, and uh, you know his shit's like you wake up at four in the fucking morning every fucking day, no fucking excuses. And at what point does that shit just become like self-flagellation? Like, it doesn't, it's not good for you. Why yeah. Do you, why do you have your flash on? It looked like you're, you had a flash on or something. Yeah, my flash is on. I don't know why. <laughs> I didn't turn it on. Yeah, I think, I believe in self-flagellation every once in a while. I think it's good to bat that shit around, every, you know, <laughs> to see if you still got it. But, yeah, I think uh, it, it's sick as fuck that the all the alphas now, you know, the self-proclaimed alphas, they're all like, marketing and podcast guys also yeah you have it's to. like if you were a navy seal or whatever that's cool that's that's badass but if the main thing you do now uh is you is you talk on podcasts and you upload it to social media 
we're the same type of guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we're I know I know who I am, and I'm kind of just I'm a loser, reg, reg, regular guy, bit of a loser, honestly. Yeah, I'm a retarded. And loser. maybe you're maybe you're a millionaire, maybe you get to go on Joe Rogan, but guess what? I know that's people fuck, that have been shut on up. Rogan, and so How about, that's basically yeah. the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I know one guy. <laughs> I know two people. <laughs> yeah, who have been on Rogan? So before you. I have met three people who have been on Rogan. Now yeah, that I think yeah, about it, yeah. so fuck you. I yeah. I've met four people. Now that I think about it, but two of them I didn't know very well and probably don't remember who I am. No, for sure. The only the guys I'm thinking of, I'm close friends with one of them. And oh yeah, you're so you're so close. Yeah, I'm. So, you're so close, man. Dude, I. Probably your best friend. Yeah, probably, dude. Honestly, I've been really pitching. So I text Joe every day, and he and uh, I'm like, you know, I ask him for advice on the show, and and one day I'm gonna go on, dude, and it's gonna be so good. Um, dude, I, it's gonna be fine. We're gonna talk about Muay Thai and jujitsu mm-hmm. and, and and elk meat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna come on. I'm gonna ask if I can come on his face. Yeah, I'm gonna see if he. Just kidding. That would be just. I'm kind of a shock humor guy. That's what I would do. Yeah. I'm kind of like uh, a really edgy comedian. Uh, I'm really good at stand up because I've been doing yeah, it for ten years with no I'd try success. I'd try and poke his eye, <laughs> hurt him physically. Yeah. So he'd remember me and he would he would view me as an alpha forever. I would I think ideally all right, I'm dr- I'm I'm trying to put together my dream scenario. Right, right. For going on Rogan. I think it's having one of the alpha type dudes. Uh huh. Like Jocko Willink or whatever. Yeah. Also on there. But then also have like, you know, Peterson or like Tim Poole. Just one of the right wing like yeah. um, thinkers. Uh-huh. One of the guys who just thinks. Yeah. And you put you put me up against a guy who thinks all day and a guy who... Killed a lot of children. Tells, who tells people how to be awesome all day. Yeah. You're going to... They're gonna meet a guy who um, does not think at all, <laughs> and also can tell you how to not do shit. Yeah, and that's that's a you know that's like running into a, a you know cliff with a highway painted onto the side of it. You know what I mean? I, I think I think. And it's... then basically, I would make I would, the Jocko guy. I would beat the hell out of him and <laughs> put him in a headlock. I'd yeah. say, look, Joe, not so alpha, is he? And then I'd snap his fucking head clean off. I think it. And then I would also, I would throw his head clean through the chest of Jordan Peterson. It'd be disgusting. It's. I mean, I guess everybody's got to make money, and an easy way to make money, if you have like any story at all to tell, I guess, is podcasting. But like the Tim Kennedy and Jocko guys, like you go from being like an assassin, like you are, you are a weapon trained and funded by the state. Like, and it, you're not that far removed from that. It was just 20 years ago that you were, like, hip-tossing Pakistani teenagers. Like, yeah, to be fair, the alternate career for those guys is killing, like, 100 brown people a year. For more money than, like, it's a private <laughs> so, contractor. So, yeah, good point. So, like, yeah. so it's like, yeah, I guess it's okay for for those guys to be on a podcast. Yeah, no, it's It would be point. funny if they just if that was, like, a CIA, CIA operation. They were just cooperating with Joe Rogan to convince former navy seals to become podcasters so they wouldn't work for blackwater you know like the yeah or like whatever the you know venezuelans and all of them are up to yeah the uh what's that they those guys that got caught silver corp yeah uh, they were the bolivian yeah. um yeah i guess if you're it, if i fight it uh if, if i was uh, an assassin my thing would be called silver fork because you know i i fucking I, you know players stay eating <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny, dude. It's so true. Yeah, dog. that's why. That's just keeping it real. It I like that. Would it be? I like when uh, he brings on Shane, and then also has one of those guys on, and Shane's like, "Yeah, you know, it's like, uh, like you just kind of fucking when you're on the on you're on the road, you drink, you know, like twenty beers a night, and then you fucking hang out with you know some guy named Kyle who just wants to go bowling and." Uh, I don't know, you know, I never I figured out the SNL thing. And then, 
and then Joey Diaz is like, "Yeah, I saw you. You guy got you got pussy from a from a Puerto Rican girl with one leg." And then it'll be like a dude who was a Green Bray like two years ago, just kind of like open eyed staring into the wall, <laughs> just just completely dead inside still. And he's like, uh, "Use coupon code Jocko for ten percent off American jeans made by uh, dads from Omaha." I don't fucking know. Um, it's yeah, I like I like the 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 veteran branding on everything now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where it's like, don't you want to drink a coffee that a veteran owns? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, man. I want to drink a coffee that a little kid in Brazil made. Yeah. <laughs> I want my coffee beans picked by like, you know, uh, yeah, like Jamaican teenagers. Like I don't. I want migrant workers. Yeah. Honestly, I want, I want them making the coffee because they've been doing it for so long. They know what they're doing. I don't want some guy with a you know an associate's degree in sniper rifles, you know. I want a guy who has no trauma and just loves shoveling cacao beans into a big vat that could kill him. The you know the black rifle guy made like a YouTube uh, thing where he was like, the Wokies really hate black rifle coffee. The Wokies want to drink their their uh, liberal. Oregon coffee. The Wokies don't like veteran-owned, and uh, you know the guy. Like he was getting, he was making a statement about how like people were boycotting his coffee or whatever. But it wasn't necessarily that it was veteran-owned. They had made a commercial like after. Um, I, it wasn't George Floyd. It was one of the really bad. Is it the Kenosha shootings? It was before that. I think it was. It was. Tw- I think it was actually. Um, Maybe uh, Ferguson, because it was a long, it was a long, it was a while ago. They had made a video where they were like shooting machine guns, and uh, they were like, you know, this coffee is for people who obey the fucking law. Because if you don't want to get arrested, all you got to do is comply. And then like an eagle soared above them, and they were like, and I was like, okay, this is that type of shit. Like, first of all, you can make a lot of money doing it for sure, but like. Your fans are like the people who are consuming your shit are the most. I guess that's why they do it. The most gullible fucking water-headed retards of all time. Yeah, and then they pussied out because they helped bail out Kyle Rittenhouse, and then they like cut off all ties with him. And now like all the anime profile picture people on Twitter are like you you failed Kyle, <laughs> you failed you Kyle, know. and it's just these like roided out fifty-year-old dudes who are just trying to sell coffee, and now they're like fuck. Why is this? Tr- what does Tradcath mean? God damn it! <laughs> I just, I, man, I fucking just wanted to kill people. I don't know what a fucking uh, a, Hel- a Hellenist. I'm just racist. Yeah. I don't know what this stuff. What means. is a monarchist nationalist and <laughs> what is who what is, is what is physique pilled mean? <laughs> what the fuck is what is vapor pilled wave? Who the fuck is MGMT? I don't fucking know. I don't know any of this shit, dude. The Kyle Rittenhouse thing, like I don't. Aside from like whether people think it's it was right or wrong, like, I I like I feel like we've lost the fucking like we've dropped the ball on that or whatever the fuck turn of phrase I'm looking for. Like we've lost the plot, whatever. The fact that a 17 year old kid like killed two people in a pretty controversial setting, and the like the the podcast talks of like the adjacent right wing, so like the barstool adjacent podcasts and the operator shows and like the kind of chug-a-lug podcast that they're not barstool but it's like shows called like mike drinks beer and it's like it's right wing but it's not you know what i'm saying like it's it's that like yeah it's that like chug it's like if you know they they don't like dive into it right but it's like it's 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 like a it's that like florida conservatism where it's like you know, like they they don't touch on immigration but it's like i just i just want to drink my beer and shoot my you know anyway they brought Kyle on, who, by the way, when all this was happening, was still very much a minor, I think, or had, was 17, just turned 18, or just turned 17. He just killed two guys with a gun. And uh, whether or not he has any mental or emotional like trauma from that, I don't know. I would assume yes, but he has to ham it up because he's making money and he's famous now. He goes to Turning Point and CPAC and all that shit. So you got this little fucking cherub chubby boy with rosy cheeks. And uh, under any circum, under any other circumstance, a forty-year-old veteran 
who like has his own seltzer company now and is like uh, his whole joke is he's like an alcoholic and like mean to his sons. You know, he's like, welcome to the fucking, you know, shooting guns and fucking drinking suds podcast. I got Kyle Rittenhouse here. Kyle, you really put down those two fucking liberal queers, and uh, I got to love you for it. What do you got to say for that, Kyle? And he's like, ah, oh, you know, thanks for having me, man. You know, you know, you show up to a protest, you got to bring something other than a skateboard and a bad attitude. And then the fucking veteran is like, do you like tits or ass cheeks? <laughs> I know you're, what are you, a junior now? You, you be getting pussy now that you killed two men? With an M4 carbine, like, I just got to ask, do you like Latinas or Asians? Do you like big, like, the, they were asking him, like, really overtly sexual questions, I guess, because that, it's a topical thing for that type of podcast. Like, first of all, you're bringing on a guy that just killed two people, whether or not it was right, you know, I don't think it was, but who really gives a fuck what I think? But, also, he's still a kid. Like, when uh when we've talked about it before, like when Dave Portnoy brings on the TikTok teenagers and he's like, Oh, I heard you got pussy from Trixie Tuligo Lagoglia. <laughs> I heard I heard that I heard y'all went to the young poopy concert and she sucked your dick in the port potty. That's crazy. And he's like, Yeah, no cap, bro, I got pussy. It was super fi and he's like, dude, respect because I've been hitting the gym and I'm trying to I'm you know, I if I was 20 years younger, you know, I'd be up trickly. I'd be in Trixie's sliding in those DMs. I hope, it, you know, like it's disgustingly old man horny. But he gets to do it because he's the Barstool guy. It's still retarded and it's still stupid. But when you're bringing on a guy who killed, like, a teenager who, you know, like killed two people and you're like, so do you like reverse cowgirl? <laughs> I feel like it's kind of an uncomfortable position, but, you know. The views are better. I ain't that right, Kyle. Kyle's just kind of like dead-eyed in all the interviews. He's like, yeah, um, you know, I like big booty, big booty Latinas, brother. Because <laughs> I, I would like, I don't want to like to think it sounds. But he's, like, he's like, he's like, I like blonde white girls. <laughs> just like dead-eyed. Yeah, yeah. It's, he, I like, um, like, I don't know. Like I said, I don't, I don't, not in the He's case. like, I like 10-year-old girls. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that would have been such a funny move if they're like, "So, bro, do you like hitting it from the back?" He's like, "I like, I'm a, uh, honestly, I just like drawing pictures. Yeah. I like drawing pictures, and I, I draw it on a thick piece of paper, and I cut a penis-sized hole through it, and I fuck it till I start crying." <laughs> Idiot. Yeah, like if he, if it, they bring him on with the understanding that he's like, he's on the level, he's like a chug-a-lug beer-drinking conservative. But he's clearly disturbed from the fact that he killed two people, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I, I, what I'm really into lately is um, I don't even, I don't, I don't even um, beat off. I kind of just squeeze it real hard. <laughs> like just, I, I like it when a bitch sh- shits uh, when she shits on my face. <laughs> I like it when a yeah, fucking yeah. old ass bitch shits in my mouth, uh, and then I puts a gun to my head and says, "This is your fault. <laughs> this is all your fault." Yeah, I like That's it. That's what I like. I have the I have the same M sixteen. I have my dad's M sixteen. I used to kill those two guys and I just like it when a girl from ASU comes over and puts the barrel <laughs> of my butt cheeks. <laughs> just I like up. it when a bitch puts a gun in her pussy and then puts a gun in my mouth and then she fucking puts a gun in my fucking dad's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly my mouth, but a little bit of pussy uh, too. Oh, thanks, yeah. Kyle. So, purple mattress. Uh, I ain't <laughs> fucking finished yet. Y'all brought me on to the fucking. Y'all brought me on to the to the burpees and beer podcast here here in Miami, Florida. And I'm just here to say, I don't regret killing those two people. And every day before yeah. I go to bed, I fucking I take my dad's witness 1911 and I shove it up my ass. And I every fuck. night I chew on a ridge wallet <laughs> till I can't fucking feel my teeth anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, bro, the way that you fucking drain those two dudes, honestly, man, respect. I got one question to ask: Do you like it? Do you like little teeth? And the, when you get your dick sucked, honestly, bro, all I think about lately is just fucking blood, dude. <laughs> like I, can't, I can't think about. I like. It. He, he, he's like, honestly, I like. I like to hit it whenever it goes on her period. And they're like, damn, you nasty. He's like, yeah, because it's like she's dead already. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he just like. like they're like, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. We've got on. Uh, we've got on fucking. Uh, 
we we got Mr. Beast here and we got Kyle. We have Mr. Beast, you know. <laughs> 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 The, the Mr. Beast. Uh, Mr. Beast. <laughs> Mr. Beast made this young kid's day by killing a hundred people and pinning it on him. Yeah. He didn't even have to pull the trigger. Mr. Beast and Kyle Rittenhouse uh, get fucking matched up, and uh, he made Kyle's day by killing a hundred more guys in an Antifa protest with a fifty caliber turret gun. <laughs> Mr. Beast throws a baby off a balcony, <laughs> unsure of what that will lead to. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Beast gives gives pedophile uh, unlimited access to fucking children's play uh, ball pit playground. Uh, pedophile. Mr. Beast gives some guy head. <laughs> the thumbnail. He's like <laughs> fucking soy facing. In front yeah, of he, he's, he's soy facing with the fucking shadow of a penis yeah. on his forehead. The shadow of an old man's nutsack like in the foreground. We we went to we went to the biggest parking lot in Las Vegas and sucked 10,000 dicks. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Africa and let a bunch and let tw- I went to I went to Africa and let 20,000 kids fuck me. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> he's got a but he's a, got a truckload of shoes and he doesn't even open it. No, <laughs> people are like it's funny when he like goes on Twitter and he's like, "I restored sight to ten thousand people and everybody thinks I'm a bad guy." And it's like, no, nah, man, I think it's just because like it's clear that you have a tainted soul. Like everybody, you can just kind of tell, you know that he. Uh, that, you know, I, I know what you mean, but also I I don't care. No, I think like like whenever people are like, "Yo, he's capping," Mr. Beast is low key like, like bruh, he, you know damn well like he a bad person. It's like I'll tell you who else is a bad person. Most people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good point. Like who else? Like is- my neighbor. My neighbor probably like hits his dog and stuff. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mr. Beast. Maybe he hits his dog, but he also does some good in the world. You yeah. know. That's fine. You know, does he call himself Mr. Beast? Yeah, but we have a show called Pendejo Time. That's pretty stupid. I don't think I've you know? donated any of the money to charity. No, I haven't. <laughs> I think I've donated probably $100 to charity in the last year. Yeah, probably. I think I... And most of that's been... You donated $20 to me for a couple of days so that I could... Um, eat food. Get, eat food. Yeah. Um, but that was only, let's see, two days ago. Yeah. So, you know, I mean... That shit happens, man. Yeah. You know. Um, now that I think about it, I've actually asked for money way more, more than, than I have given yeah. in the. Um, thank you again to everybody who gave us a bunch of money last year. Y- yeah, I, I, this was I, sick. I do remember uh, um, posting. I this was like COVID time, and I like posted my Venmo. I was like, "Hey, I'm just." Uh, like I, you know, I'm having trouble fucking getting food. Really, just like uh, want to like order some takeout or something, and like I need some gas to get to and fro. And it's a dirty feeling, you know, like being a digital beggar. Um, but people, people really like to be giving money away. I don't think it's nor. I, I think if me and you did it now, like it would be bad. Because we make money. I mean, it's it's. I, I don't think it's enough. It's bad to do, but you make money. It's bad at any time, but if it's an emergency or something, people don't care. Yeah, no, for sure. We. I, I really, I really think people don't care. Whenever I, I remember it was like a year or two ago. I posted something like, or this was last year. I posted something like, like, hey, uh, I, I'm kind of low on like gas money, but nobody has to give me anything. But I'm gonna put my cash up here. I know this is bad, but you know. Yeah. And I was actually like a month behind on bills, but I wasn't gonna be like, "Oh God, I I don't know what I'm gonna do." Uh, my life uh, is over. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, because I was renting from family, and it's like, yeah, I'm not gonna get evicted. Yeah. You know, I know <laughs> it's it's gonna be all right, but people sent me like a lot more than I uh, thought I would get, and it ended up like catching me up on bills it was like exactly as much money as i needed to not be worried about money for like a few weeks which is insane yeah. I, I felt like uh 
if I was going to become religious, that would have been the time to do it. Yeah. But it, you know, it wasn't. I feel wasn't like, time for me. You know. I I uh, I was really grateful that that people that people gave me money for my dad's funeral because like. Yeah, that wasn't that like lucky though. You know what I mean? Of the situation, <laughs> it wasn't like people were like. I, I don't think anybody, like I said, I think I told you this before, nobody was jealous of you. No. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like nobody is like, fuck, Jake got like three grand just for his dad dying. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, man. That, yeah, that's true. Very justified. Very, like, I'm, I'm like at the bar bragging. I'm like, dude, my dad killed him. You also dad. shut down the GoFundMe like as soon as, soon as you, yeah, you know. true. You could have kept it going. You still lost money. <laughs> I, I had a little bit left over, but it was like enough to like – we all went to dinner, like as like a you know a family thing, and it like whatever. But I like I'm thinking like in the same way that like Andy No and all those right wing guys like get GoFundmes for like a hundred grand for like getting dumbed by some Antifa fucking loser. Uh, yeah, dude, I get shot in the fucking head for a hundred thousand dollars. I've been thinking about like if I lost <laughs> everything somehow, like just become a right wing fucking like pundit and then go to protests and get fucking cold clocked by some social media manager in a fucking balaclava and then just start a GoFundMe and then like used car salesmen and like boat guys will just bankrupt themselves in support of your like I need hospital like Kyle Rittenhouse just did it for legal fees he raised like a quarter million dollars in like two days he's like oh my legal fees are stacking up because I killed two guys with a gun <laughs> Uh, I fucking blew their brains out and their chests out with rifle rounds, so I need a quarter million dollars. Um, yeah, I. Uh, the thing with the the right wing crowd though is when they turn against you, they really do turn against you. Yeah, it's you, over. you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's kind of like like if somebody, uh, for example, that Bill Mitchell guy. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like he kind of turned. Heel on uh, um, he became anti Trump, I think, and anti yeah, and, and like pro DeSantis yeah, yeah, or whatever, yeah. which I don't give a fuck Who gives about a shit, that, yeah. not my business. But you know, you got like 62 year old women in his reply, it's like, we will never forget what you have done, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're a loser, like, Bill, you're, you're a fucking Bill, you are a cocksucker, we know you're secretly gay, you fucking queer, wait, it's weird. and it's like, Jesus, what, where is all this coming from? I thought you liked this guy. Well, it's weird what you can get away with if you just, if you just don't, if you never, ever, ever bite the hand that feeds you. Because Matt Gates, dude, it wasn't just his adopted gay, his adopted boyfriend. All like a, a bunch of shit came out of his aides, like former people he worked with were like, "Oh, this guy loves rent boys. Like he's a he's like a he's like an old school gay guy. Like he like goes to like um like pool parties in California and, allegedly, and like." does poppers and like you know guys are cleaning the pool and he's like i've got a pool that needs cleaning and then gets his dick sucked by like you know fucking ucla students or whatever but he still likes trump so all of his replies are like hey i hope none of that stuff's true about you fucking guys <laughs> really glad you still loved our president though I, I i stand behind you and i i know the evidence is mounting matt but as long as you don't say trump is a threat to Christianity, then I think I'm okay with you. It's like Dave Rubin. He's outwardly gay, but he's also a Fox guy and a Trump guy. And so, like, his replies are the same 62-year-old women. They're like, Bill, you you traitorous cocksucker. I hope you die. They're like, Dave, I know you're a fucking abomination to the Lord, but you hate Mexicans. <laughs> and honestly, that's way more important to me than my homophobia, I suppose. So... Yeah, the Dave Rubin thing is weird because it's like you see other right wing guys going to show, and he does kind of push back. Yeah. Against, but then it's just awkward. Yeah. Like he's still friends with them. Yeah. Even though they clearly hate each other. Well, it's like the Matt Walsh phenomenon where he's kind of like, um, like he's a little too much even for like the blatant like people who are like, I want Christian nationalism here, like. He is too much for those guys. So, like, he goes on Rogan and he's like, I think uh, um, two million children are on beta blockers or puberty blockers and they've cut off 10 million penises. And then, like, they look the numbers up and it's like there's, like, less than a thousand kids that are on puberty blockers and, like, they've never done SRS to a child, like, ever or whatever. And he's like, oh, well, you know, I got the numbers kind of fudged uh, a little bit there. Uh, but, you know, it's close. You know, it's uh, 
you know, a lot there's a lot of evil in the world. And then he'll go on, you know, some other right wing show and they're like, So you wanna like kill drug dealers and drug users and you wanna like jail Mexican people and Chinese guys? We just don't like them. <laughs> uh we just kinda think they're stinky. But uh But uh yeah, you know. Yeah, it happens. You know, it really sucks for him that he looks like such a huge pussy. And really is one. He's just a big smug bitch. He doesn't he doesn't look like a guy He doesn't look like a guy who uh you know, I think I think Ashley, are you talking to Dolly in there? You talking to the dog? <laughs> um <laughs> she's over there. Dolly, Dolly, Dolly. <laughs> Hi, you know, uh, anyway, hey, if you like this shit, you should check out patreon.com slash Matt Walton. Just kidding. Uh, patreon.com slash Bandeo Time. Throw us five bucks a month. You get four extra episodes a month, one a week. Wow. Uh, that's a crazy fucking good deal. If you can pay ten bucks a month, you get a video episode. I'm heading to Fort Worth this weekend. I'm going to film with Thomas. Fifty bucks a month, you get all that shit, Discord access, and then you can just give us money for fucking, I don't know, uh, Delta 8 gummies and fucking uh, any, any other type of shit. If you have a company yeah. that wants to get sponsored and pay us a ton of money and you don't get a lot in return, please do that. I kind of miss that era of the show. Uh, yeah, let us know. We don't have high standards for ourselves yeah. or the companies that sponsor us. If you sell something that kills people yeah. and you can't find anywhere to sell it, I don't care. We will do an ad read for Halliburton. Yeah, uh, we don't give a fuck. Uh, I'll do an ad read for, I don't know, poison. <laughs> I think the, How about poison? As long as you're not selling children, I'm pretty sure we'll promote it on the show. So. I'll sell I'm fuck, I'll sell the hell out of some kids on this fuck show. I don't give a fuck. Kid. As long as they're not mine. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, uh, thanks, guys. Goodbye. Goodbye.